Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Well, the Wellbeing Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We're champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Lungo, coming to your ears from NARM, Melbourne, Australia. Let's learn together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Doing Well. And on this week's episode, we are going to talk about living a zestful life. And I'm very excited to talk to our guest of the day today, Lee. Uh, by way of introduction, Lee, the founder and director of Transbase, is a registered psychologist and the first author of four academic peer-reviewed publications. Lee's publications use strength-based approaches to improve mental health for trans and gender-diverse TGD people. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lee. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is your first podcast ever. How do you? How are you feeling? <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it before, so yeah. unsure, but uh, mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curiosity is mm. the key. You know, we're gonna find out how you feel after today's episode. Uh, but yeah, no, no pressure. It'll be fun. I hope you have fun. And I think it's um, it's fun to talk about this topic too because you know before we started we already had a mini discussion about zest. Mm-hmm. And living a zestful life, um, but I think your background in particular is super impressive, and it's kind of rare to see people doing the work that you're doing. So I'm curious, you know, how did you get into this space, doing the kind of work that you're doing, um, founding an organization um, that support TGD people, and um, also today you're talking about zest. Mm. Why zest? Why right? Zest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zest is a very attractive quality. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, a quality that um, the more zest, the more uh, mental health, the higher satisfaction in life, the higher quality of life. It's a very fantastic thing to have. Um, and the population that I work with, a trans and gender diverse community, um, often there's a quite low life satisfaction, quite um, a lot of mental health difficulties and um, surprise, surprise, low low zest, Mm -hmm. which my uh, thesis uh, in fourth year found uh, when I uh, conducted research with a trans and gender diverse population. Um, And we had over 800 participants in that. Um, And yeah, low low zest was found and uh, high mental health problems. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's a direct link there. Mm -hmm. How did you decide that you wanted to do a thesis on that topic? Um, well, I'm trans myself. I use they, them, theirs pronouns and I'm trans, masculine, uh, genderqueer. Um, and I was very fortunate to get into fourth year. Um, it's very competitive with grades, uh, psychology. It's awful what they do to us. <laughs> Traumatic even in a way. No. Um, yeah. Having to get, you know, the grades and limited places. So I was very fortunate to get in and I thought, well, I want to use this opportunity to do something that I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. and something that I find meaningful because yeah. um, it was an opportunity to be Definitely. able to write a thesis. Um, so I picked the supervisor that I wanted, Alex uh, mm-hmm. Musap. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a bit of interviewing around for supervisors and I picked him and liked him. Yep. Um, and uh, I picked my own topic because I thought I could just do the cookie cutter topics that they give us or mm-hmm. I could actually do something that I'm going to enjoy yeah. and something that might actually help my community being a trans 
trans person myself. Yeah. Um, so I did a whole lot of research and what I found was all the research was very doom and gloom, misery. Uh, it's very hard to be trans, mm. mental health, housing kind of. It was quite depressing kind of reading mm. a lot of that stuff. Um, and I thought, well, there's no shortage in yeah. the difficulties that trans people have in terms of the research. It feels like it's been done to death. There's a lot of it. And I thought, well, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, so I started reading and I uh, came across uh, positive psychology. Yeah. And uh, that's not to say that trans people don't have a very difficult life because the research says that. But um, no one was looking at what we are actually doing that um, basically shows how we're thriving and how resilient and strong we are in spite of discrimination and gender dysphoria. Yeah. So I was very curious what yeah. I could find there. Mm -hmm. um, and I picked my topic. Um, uh, Alex gave me a lot of freedom, which uh, I thrive when I'm given freedom. Yeah. Um, and he said, as long as you can uh, measure it and as long as you can get the participants and we can get uh, ethics approval, you're pretty much uh, free to do uh, whatever. Um, yeah. As long as uh, uh, if, if there's a problem, I'll let you know. Um, yeah. But he gave me a lot of freedom and I, I thrive with, with freedom. Mm. Um, so I did a bit of reading, uh, came across the positive psychology VIA values in action. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks at 24 character strengths. Um, so it's kind of like almost a little bit the opposite of the DSM, which diagnoses uh, weaknesses and illnesses and difficulties that people have. Whereas the VIA values in action diagnoses strengths and there's 24 of them and they're universal. Um, mm -hmm. Um, and uh, Zest is one of the 24. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And I remember you were saying this before we started the recording. Um, zest, people with Zest are just more attractive. It's just, you, know, you just want to be around them more mm -hmm. because, you know, they are um, naturally, you're probably showing a lot of curiosity as to mm -hmm. what we we're just talking about, right? Um, showing a lot of creativity mm -hmm. and just... The energy. The enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah I want to be around zest. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? So true. Um, I think it's it's a good topic to talk about, but I, I don't think we should discount the fact that sometimes not having zest is a bad thing mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes we all go through life, we have mm -hmm. struggles, and then that's what we talk about in well-being mm -hmm. and, and on this show, you know, mm -hmm. it's not about being bright and happy all the time. Mm, absolutely. You know, yeah. maybe a, a, a zestful person can mm. go through a low period where they need to find their way back mm, to, mm. you know, feeling zestful again. So well, highs wouldn't feel so good if they yeah. come with the lows. And I think exactly. what you're kind of tapping into might be, there's a phrase called our toxic positivity. Oh, yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, just be happy. Just be happy. It's fine. You know, yeah. look at the bright side. Yeah. And that is so damaging because so it's true. really invalidating. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, a, you know, with say positive psychology, it's really important to mm -hmm. identify and acknowledge the hardships and the barriers. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, look at things that are going well kind yeah. of, and have a balance of things rather than toxic positivity and forcing positivity down people's throats when oh, they're actually so really suffering because that's, yeah. that's invalidating and that's yeah. harmful. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about weighing up things and, and yeah. holding, you know, all the things can be true at the same time. Yeah, totally. 
well, we're kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but I found that to be extra interesting. So I had to throw it in. Mm-hmm. We'll keep that as a teaser. We'll come back to the topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, come yeah. back to the topic. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a little bit. Right now we have this section to get to know you a bit better, to get some of your recommendations. Um, we know about your work, but I like this part because now we get to know what you enjoy um, in life. So this part is called, Have You Met Lee? I'm just going to ask you a few questions, get some of your recommendations. First question is my favorite one to ask. What is a book you would recommend? A book that I would recommend? Okay. I don't actually read a lot of books, surprisingly. Uh, okay. This is trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, a book that kind of uh, really uh, stood out to me and I recommend actually to clients as well is called uh, Conflict Is Not Abuse. Mm. Um, and it looks at kind of um, in queer kind of community, sometimes having conversations can be difficult and it's mm. easier to say someone's abusive mm. rather than actually having a hard conversation that right. maybe this conflict is uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it's, you know, there's this, in queer community, there can be this thing called like lateral violence where we sometimes mm. lash out at each other mm. um, and bring each other down because hurt people hurt people. But I found this book to be re- quite influential yeah. um, in sort of identifying, you know, like what's my stuff, what's my trauma, what's other people's stuff, what's other people's trauma and stuff like that. And it's it's a bit of a, a provocative title, Conflict is Not Abuse. Yeah. It's a little bit juicy. It um, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I'll put that on my reading list. Okay, next question. What is a movie you recommend? Uh, the most, uh, the the movie that I recently saw that I enjoyed the most would absolutely be the Barbie movie. Oh, um, love it. Oh, it is fantastic. Um, I love Barbie. Yeah. Um, I did see Oppenheimer last night. Okay. Um, it went for three hours too long. <laughs> How was and that? There were too many men in it. Um, <laughs> like I could probably count on one hand how many women were in Oppenheimer. Mm. And there were, I don't think, any Japanese people. And it's about like with with. <laughs> bomb I was like it's all about white men like <laughs> so I can confirm Barbie in my opinion is better than Oppenheimer oh I love that thank you for saying that I had a guest recommend the same movie the other day um and I was I was saying this I said that already but I'm gonna repeat it for, for your benefit because you didn't you didn't know what I talked about um so I was saying uh, I got tickets to Oppenheimer mm-hmm. And after some reviews from friends, they were all saying to skip Oppenheimer and see Barbie, okay? And um, I canceled the ticket. I only went to see Barbie and no regrets because <laughs> ever since then, I've like my belief has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just so interesting how mm-hmm. everyone's kind of like hyping up Oppenheimer mm-hmm. and everyone was thinking it would be better. And then Barbie ended up sort of winning, in mm, my opinion, because, mm, mm. yeah, it's really meaningful. Mm, absolutely. Oppenheimer was, I think the the whole storyline is probably depressing. Mm, mm. I mean, if you really want to get to know history, mm. um, a documentary. A history from uh, the perspective <laughs> of a cis white man. Yeah, a documentary mm. would probably be a bit better than, mm. you know, um, a, a movie. Like you were saying, mm. especially pointing out the fact that it's just full of white men and mm. there were barely any women, barely mm. any Japanese mm. people. Well... Now, I, I feel so great mm. that I cancelled the ticket. Thank you for mm. that. <laughs> you didn't miss out on much, I, I did think. not miss yeah. out on anything. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. So you are a first-time podcast guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if you listen to podcasts. Um, I listened to the Emotion Focus Therapy podcast mm. um, by Dr. Lou Cooper. Um, yep. I've done the bulk of my training in Emotion Focus Therapy. Yeah. And Dr. Lou Cooper is just absolutely fantastic. Okay. Okay. This is my first time hearing that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on my list. 
And while I'm putting it on my list, I want to know who your role model is. This could be a famous mm-hmm. person or just someone in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there there aren't many um, trans kind of role models out there, um, but I would say the person that I kind of, you know, really admire would actually be, you know, pop star singer Pink. Um, I really love how she just wears her heart on her sleeve and she's just an open book. She's quite emotional and expressive and yeah. what you see is what you get. And I, I really value that, that yeah. honesty and transparency and authenticity. Mm. She's coming to Melbourne, isn't she? I have tickets, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was about to <laughs> yeah. ask, are you seeing her? Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, my friend wanted to go, but I'm I'm kind of, I was on the fence because I've been to way too many concerts this year. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yes, didn't I make do, the cut. I do yeah. love Pink, but like, yeah, I've been to many concerts and yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. just never put on a bad show. Like mm, I've always seen her okay. live. She's fantastic. Like, now yeah. now you're convincing me. Because like, <laughs> yeah. she added a second show I saw uh, yeah, in my yeah, email yesterday. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a sign. <laughs> Maybe it's a yeah. sign that I'm talking to you today. Maybe I should go. <laughs> okay. I'll consider it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. Final question in this part. Mm-hmm. What is a course you've completed that left a really strong impact on you? Now, I could say the obvious, the Masters in Professional Psychology, but I don't want to, you know, be that predictable. Um, Back when I was in my early 20s, I did a certificate too in automotives and I learned a lot about cars. And, you know, back then in my early 20s, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had no idea after high school. So I thought I'll do, I'll learn about cars Um, because I, you know, I was, I, I didn't grow up learning about cars. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was assigned female at birth. I didn't learn about cars. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be masculine and learn about cars. <laughs> and we get to wear the overalls and the boots. And, <laughs> and and as a result of that, I can talk car. Like when I take my car to the mechanic, mm. um, I sound like I know what I'm on about. Um, <laughs> like I can talk car. I decided okay. to not pursue the automotive uh, profession. Yeah. When I learned the long hours, the early mornings, the, the strength, on the lower back Ooh. and the the, the low pay, yeah. uh, I, I decided to not um, pursue, but I can talk car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what the bits are called and what they do. Okay. Yeah. Do you follow any sports with car, like Formula Absolutely One? Absolutely not. But I like <laughs> to look like I can talk car so that the mechanic doesn't rip me off. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. But yeah, I, I love that. Oh, it's, it's a really, um, it's, it's fascinating, you know, what people decide to learn mm. because it, in your case, it's kind of like, okay, I want to sound like I know cars and I want to get <laughs> yeah. to know that masculine side. Yeah. I want to learn about cars, even though I don't really care for it. I, I had every intention of, of becoming a mechanic when I did the course, yeah. but then I later learned all this other stuff and I didn't want to do it. But I'm so fan, I'm so glad that I can talk car because yeah. you get ripped off from yeah. mechanics a lot of the time, especially mm. if they perceive you to be a woman, like okay. um, the stuff they say. Should yeah. I take that course? Mm. Oh, well, if you can talk car. <laughs> I should take that yeah. course. I can talk cars. Yeah, Good point. Helpful, I think. Good point. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, now we get to know you a bit better. And it's time to talk about our topic of the day, mm-hmm. living a zestful life. Mm-hmm. So we kind of teased the audience a little bit earlier when we were talking about well-being, because obviously we are talking about living a zestful life mm-hmm. in the context of well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with well-being. This is what the show is about. And well-being means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. I wonder what your personal definition of well-being is. 
Mm, well-being. Well, it was one of the measures that I used in my thesis. Okay. Uh, the PWI, the Personal Wellbeing Index, mm -hmm. um, it has eight uh, items that are very short and sweet. Okay. Um, and it measures, uh, you know, uh, quality of life, sort of personal safety, uh, community connectedness, uh, security, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of that all-encompassing, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess like life satisfaction, kind of that kind of stuff, like mm -hmm. personal well-being kind mm -hmm. of, yeah. Yeah, but what does it mean to you mm. personally? What does it mean to me? Oh, okay, I'm getting <laughs> called out. <laughs> well-being, uh, yeah, how how well are you going? You know, how are you going? Like, I feel like it's a very general question. Personal well-being, you know, like um, how are you mm. for me? Yeah, mm. it's a... Um, general kind of question, mm -hmm. like a, temp a temperature check, you know, mm -hmm. how, how are you going? You know, how's your well-being? Mm. Yeah. So when someone asks you that question, mm. how often are you completely honest and how often are you like sort of, you know, mm. maybe shielding some aspects from mm. people? Because it depends on the audience you're talking to. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're talking to yourself, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm sure you're on this with yourself, mm. but when it comes to talking to other people, Mm. What's the case? Uh, as as you said, it's it's the audience. I mean, mm. it's a social, polite thing to say, oh, I'm good, how about you? Good. And then the conversation <laughs> ends and it's very surface level, quite shallow yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it depends who you're talking to. Is it kind of uh, somebody on the bus? Is it True. somebody, uh, that is it your best friend? Is it your partner? Yeah. Is it your parent? You know, yeah. depends on the audience. Is it your lecturer? Like, uh, you know, yeah. I think it's very dependent on, on mm. who it is. Yeah. 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 I asked that question because I find that when you're talking to different audience, you probably have like different kinds of checklists. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we look at it from that perspective, when you talk to yourself about your well-being, what is in that checklist? Mm -hmm. What is in my own personal yeah, checklist? Mm -hmm. um, for me, the very first thing is how does my body feel? Mm. Like um, tuning into body, like is there anything sort of tense? Am I tired? Like you know, for me, like body is the first thing. Yeah, physical um, health. Yeah, like am I hungry? Am mm -hmm. I tired? Kind of thing. And and if I'm not, then my well-being is probably a little bit better on the checklist. Yeah. Um. Then you know how I guess like yeah how I'm feeling. Um. Maybe um. Am I spending time in places that I want to be spending time in? Mm, that's um, a good one. Yes and no. You know, like is it um you know because that to me am I kind of spending time where I feel it's meaningful. Mm. Um, sometimes we have to spend time where it's not meaningful yeah. um, and uh, doesn't make us feel very good. Mm. That's that's interesting to, to know because, you know, um, a lot of our days would be spent at work. Mm, mm, mm. And sometimes it is meaningful. Sometimes mm -hmm. it is not. Mm -hmm. And then outside of work, it's, it's kind of the same case where you have places to go, people to see some days and some days you just by yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very intentional thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's interesting when you mention it in the context of well-being, because I guess uh, one thing we haven't covered on this show yet, I believe, because we talk about physical health and mental health, emotional health a lot mm -hmm. of the times, um, but we probably don't talk about how we spend our time mm -hmm. on the show just mm -hmm. yet when it comes to well-being. And I think that's a really good aspect to mm -hmm. cover, because I think when I look at my own like well-being audit checklist sort of thing, mm -hmm. If I'm feeling great, it means that I have been spending my time mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I've been intentional about how I'm spending my time. Mm -hmm. Going to it's some kind of concerts like and things. Going to some yeah. concerts. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like a 
an interesting relationship mm-hmm. there that I started to notice. If I'm just spending time, let's say with someone, mm-hmm. say a friend or an acquaintance, mm-hmm. for the sake of spending time with them, mm-hmm. rather than actually enjoying the time spent mm-hmm. or you know gaining new knowledge or um, just feeling zestful after mm-hmm. their interaction, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh. Maybe that was just me running away and I wasn't really intentional about how I wanted to spend the time. Did I feel obligated? Yeah. And sometimes you run away, Mm. you know, you run away from your own life. So that's a really good indication of Mm well-being, which to me sounds like people are probably thinking, you know, as long as I'm spending my time doing what um, I enjoy, that means my well-being is great. It might not be entirely true because in that moment you might think, oh, I'm enjoying this. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the big picture, you might not be enjoying it actually. It's just an illusion that you're giving yourself. Mm, To make yourself feel a little bit better about doing something you don't actually enjoy. Exactly. So We trick ourselves. Yeah. That's probably one of the misconceptions. And what about other misconceptions? Mm, about sort of uh, like yeah. our well-being. Yeah. What are some of the big misconceptions that you've noticed people have or, you know, maybe uh, people you work with, maybe maybe people in your life mm. or maybe even yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the biggest sort of misconception about well-being, I would say, is that um, well-being is just about physical health. Um, with with well being, it's it's about sort of emotional, sort of mental health, social, kind of um, financial, occupational, um, spiritual, even like it's uh, kind of like all encompassing. Yeah. And I think when we think of well being, um, I'm sure Google kind of would would show images of a physical health and people going to the gym and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Meditating. About, zen. Yeah, Zen kind of lift, <laughs> laugh, love kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eat, pray, and love. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is true. That's true. I think it's it's a it's a big misconception. Mm-hmm. It's not one thing. It's multiple things mm-hmm. at the same time. And um, I think one one of the key things that we've mentioned on the show a couple of times, and I, I wonder how you feel about this, is the fact that there needs to be a sense of balance mm-hmm. in all those different aspects. Mm-hmm. And you know, on some days, let's say your physical health and your emotional health are kind of great, but you know, spiritually. Mentally, not entirely. And it's okay. It's kind of like this constant balance of Mm -hmm. figuring out what you need to tend to a bit Mm -hmm. more. So, you know, like if you're feeling great physically, but emotionally and mentally, you're not really okay, then Mm -hmm. you need, you know, that you need to pay attention to those Mm -hmm. aspects a bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's totally okay to feel not that okay sometimes. Mm, absolutely. And this whole like culture of toxic positivity kind mm. of says we can't, we have to be happy all the time. And if yeah. we're not happy all the time, then you're doing it wrong. Whereas yeah. like sometimes it's okay to kind of actually be struggling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the good comes the not so good and the everything in between, but the toxic positivity, that kind of live, laugh, love, eat, pray, love yeah. kind of stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. we're not allowed to allow time for, for pain and, mm. Um, I've done the bulk of um, my training in psychology with uh, emotion-focused therapy. It's yeah. about tapping into pain mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, it's invalidating to always kind of be happy all the time. And yeah. it's also not true or sustainable. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. not honest. Yeah, that's, that's true. And also we're talking about, you know, well-being and, and living this life that mm-hmm. we all have. We all have one life. Mm-hmm. And I think 
it's very important to live a fulfilling life, mm-hmm. right? It's not about just, okay, I'm just going to go through my days and live my life. It's not really like that. It's also take it to the next level of your well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's about living a meaningful life. Mm-hmm. And that's where we start to talk about zest, mm-hmm. which is the, you know, the key topic of today. Mm-hmm. So how would you define zest in mm-hmm. that context of living a fulfilling life? Mm-hmm. Zest, the the very very attractive quality. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, it's not just the outer peel of a citrus fruit. Um. That adds the juice from the fruit. Um. It's uh. Yeah. About I guess uh. Courage. It's about perseverance, like honesty, kind of enthusiasm. It's uh. Passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of different things. I mm. I feel, and I guess it's kind of hard to identify sometimes mm-hmm. because. Um, I don't know if our audience can relate to this, but to me, it's kind of like sometimes I would talk to a person, um, it could be a podcast guest or, you know, a random person, mm-hmm. like I go to the store and I talk to the, you know, the staff there or something. Mm-hmm. And there's something about them mm-hmm. that just you like... You can't really pinpoint it. You're like, I yeah. just enjoy being around this yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. I just really love talking mm-hmm. to this person. I wish I had more people like this person in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when when I was looking at the topic of today, I was like... That's it. Mm, zest. Mm, they have zest. zest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a word that we don't use a lot of, yeah. actually. Yeah, but you're yeah. right. It's something that we can't really pinpoint kind yeah. of what it is, but we enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool to notice it around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, as, I, as we mentioned before, just at the beginning of the conversation where I said, you know, it's totally okay if you have the zest, but you lose mm-hmm. it or mm-hmm. if you don't have it yet and you're kind of like looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a great thing to have mm-hmm. for our well-being, as, as you kind of you briefly touched on the the definition and and how it looks and how it feels. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, not having it is also not a bad thing. And mm-hmm. you know, we can work our way towards it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you know, um, let's say resilience. Mm-hmm. Got to work on it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh, if you don't have it now, you're never gonna have it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I think we can all train ourselves to mm-hmm. to look at that in a more like scientific way you know think like a scientist you can change Mm. and you can work on yourself right Mm. um so we touched on what zest looks like and Mm -hmm. sort of feels like Mm -hmm. but how does it impact our well-being well the more of it the 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 higher well-being the higher life satisfaction and the better mental health like Mm -hmm. it directly does impact our our well-being yeah um it's uh very helpful to have zest yeah um and it can also be a reflection of maybe um our well-being maybe not so doing so well if we don't have as much zest Mm -hmm. um like uh it's a it's a indication of you know uh, because the the things are linked Mm mm-hmm that's a good point because on the one hand, we have, you know, uh, having zest will mm. mean you have a better level of well-being, mm-hmm. but not having it will be an indicator mm-hmm. for you to know, oh, maybe my well-being has not been that great. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think that's such a good point. Maybe because, I need to you yeah. know, look into that and yeah. maybe kind of spend some time self-caring, connecting with friends, uh, getting some mental, mental health care support. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I kind of, you know, need to, you know, pay attention to this. What is this telling me? So true. Yeah. And I think it's such a good indicator because sometimes, and this is how people sometimes describe their well-being. Oh, I feel weird. Mm-hmm. I feel meh. Mm-hmm. I feel blah, blah, blah. So there are a lot of mm-hmm. words that people describe, mm-hmm. but it sounds like another way to look at it is, 
I'm feeling a lack of zest. Mm-hmm. Right? It That's a much like, more interesting conversation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That will be a better mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lack of zest. Okay, mm-hmm. what can we do about it? Mm-hmm. Right? So that leads me to my next question. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the examples, right? We know zest is important. Mm-hmm. What are some of the examples of having this zestful mindset mm-hmm. and how it can positively influence our daily activities and our attitude in life? Mm-hmm. As in... Uh, how we can sort of identify how how do, how do we get more zest? Is that kind of the the question? I think it's uh, it's not that, um, but it's more so. We will go to we'll, we'll come to that, that for sure. Yeah, yeah. But let's start with how first of all how important it is because mm-hmm. you know having this mindset is mm-hmm. something that I I don't think a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. So when we adopt this mindset. Mm-hmm. How would that change our lives, basically, in simple terms? Mm-hmm. Let's say, okay, I'm feeling a, a, a sense of lack of zest right now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, listen to the podcast mm-hmm. that Lou did with Lee. Mm-hmm. I learned that it's important. Mm-hmm. I adopt the mindset. After that, how would my life change? Mm-hmm. I would I would imagine that, like, you could be that person with the zest and the people that, the, the person everyone wants to be around. I mean, when people have zest, we want it, we're drawn to it like a, like mm. a moth to like a glowy <laughs> light. Like, yeah. we want more of it. Like, yeah. it's attractive. Yeah. So anyone in your life you can mm-hmm. think of, or like any, maybe even fictional character mm-hmm. that has that sense of zest mm, um because mm. I, I think it, it will be good to paint a picture for our mm-hmm, audience right mm-hmm. for a lot of people this is probably the first time they're thinking of the word zest mm-hmm. it's not citrusy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know yeah but this is a different kind of zest mm-hmm. that we're covering it's quite mm-hmm. scientific in a way mm-hmm. because it's you know as, as you said it's one of the 24 character strengths mm-hmm. so in reality, how would that character strength sort of manifest in our lives, right? We, we touched on, okay, it, mm. it'll be great for your well-being, you'll be more enthusiastic and mm-hmm. things like that. But in reality, when we're going through our daily activities, mm-hmm. how does that look like? You know, mm. would there be, you know, maybe a movie character or like mm-hmm. an actual person, you know, that display this? And mm-hmm. how does that feel for them? How would that impact their lives in general? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's not just the daily activities. It accumulates and then it mm-hmm. leads to a meaningful life, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about fulfilling life, right? Yeah, yeah. Not doing things sort of uh, half-assed, mm-hmm. um, kind of doing things to the full and, mm-hmm. and actually enjoying it. Kind yeah. of, uh, yeah, like doing things completely, kind of. Um, I'm not having any famous uh, role models come to, to mind. Do mm-hmm. you? Or, uh, I was thinking about Barbie, actually. Barbie. Oh, yes, that's right. Barbie, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. She possibly is zest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, at the beginning, it was kind of like a little bit mm. like toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. In the dollhouse. Yeah, yeah, but towards the end, I feel mm. like there was a lot of zest there. Mm-hmm. Because when she banded together with um, the other yeah. Barbies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it shows like a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, obviously she was really down and then she got back up again. Mm. Uh, spoilers alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For anyone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, 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 what movie doesn't have so, you know, they yeah. get down and get back up again. Yeah. yeah it's but, a general movie. Yeah. But spoiler yeah. alert, she didn't end up with Ken. I oh, think that's a really. That's a spoiler. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is a spoiler. Yeah, so yeah. if you haven't watched the movie, skip this part. Um, <laughs> but she didn't end up with Ken. And I feel like yeah. this is a really good example of mm-hmm. Zest because it's all, to me, it's like knowing exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. And not letting the opinion of other people or Mm -hmm. the opinion of society define your action. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so because you are really, you know, like in in tune with yourself, you're Mm. happy with where you're at or, you know, you're happy with not knowing even. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is 
um, an example of this rather than oh like I know exactly what mm-hmm. I want to do mm-hmm. like everything is figured out mm-hmm. it's kind of different in Barbie's case because she basically mm-hmm. didn't have anything figured out by the end of it mm-hmm. and she was kind of like okay now I need to find myself mm-hmm. and my, finding myself means I'm, I'm not with Ken that's mm-hmm. not my identity mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. feel it for this person mm-hmm. you know and I feel like that is a really good example of uh, perhaps a different way to look at this mm-hmm. because it's e- easy for me or anyone who's new to the concept to say Okay, now that I've listened to the definition you guys mm. are talking about, it sounds to me like mm. this person wakes up, you know, they go through their routine, they know exactly what they're doing mm. in their day, and they're just like happy, mm-hmm. smiley all the time. Mm. Toxic positivity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think like, yeah, when, when I think about Barbie and, you know, the as a, as a sort of like a role model obsessed, I'm kind of thinking like what comes to mind is like a curiosity about the unknown rather than a dread of the unknown kind of thing. Like uh, I'm interested. Oh, I don't know the answer, but I'm actually curious about the journey. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that is a really good way to look at it because if we define this in such a positive way, maybe we'll scare our audience mm. because they'll be like, but I don't have anything figured out. How can I have this? Mm, I mean, this isn't really about the outcome or, you yeah. know, like it's kind of, it's it's a doing. It's something you, it's a being. It's a way of, uh, I guess, navigating through things rather than an outcome of, uh, you know, this is the answer kind of mm. thing. It's uh, it's a doing, I think. Yeah, definitely. That's really good to do hear. Exist. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to, to kind of point out to the audience because if we don't point out that nuance, Perhaps we're going to get sucked in that toxic positivity loop mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. because it's like, this sounds like something that is so positive, right? Mm, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. I think it's more something you do. Yeah. Yeah. Attitude. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Okay. Um, so you mentioned before, you know, like being zestful, like having this zest, zestful mindset can mm-hmm. impact your well-being in different aspects mm-hmm. and, you know, mental health, emotional health. Those are some of the key aspects. And then obviously we have relationships, we mm-hmm. have career because, mm-hmm. you know, those are the key aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So how would you see Zest influence these different aspects of life if we were to categorize like how it manifests, you know, in reality when we mm-hmm. look at the different examples or maybe even in your own life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, how, how can Zest kind of man- manifest? Yeah. How does it look in different aspects? It... Like, you know, mental yeah. health, emotional health, career, relationships. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine that Zest, he'd be quite resilient because um, it's not all like, you know, um, I guess, uh, end of the world if you don't have the answer or know where you're going. Um, it's, uh, I'm curious about how to navigate through hardships, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the uncertainty with work or uncertainty with um, relationships or finances or, you know, all kinds of things. Like, um, you know, navigating through that in a zestful kind of way, mm-hmm. um, in a curious, passionate kind of like make the most out of the situation mm-hmm. um, rather than kind Kind of, um, you know, I'm I'm doomed and stuck and dreading and yeah. hating. How will I work through this kind yeah. of thing? That that sounds like a really good way to approach career because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel stuck mm-hmm. in their career. Mm. And uh, zest is about creativity, kind of, uh, and not stuckness, kind mm-hmm. of like movement. Yeah. 
So if let's just give that um, go deeper into that and give a little bit, bit more context to it. Let's say we have career mm-hmm. and there's that you know stuckness that mm-hmm. someone is probably experiencing, mm-hmm. and now they want to shift towards that zestful mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know in in our career, it's, it's just there's so there are so many things right that ties mm-hmm. into it. The way we live, um, you know, the the amount of money we need to make to sustain mm-hmm. a certain lifestyle. Can, we need to take care of family mm-hmm. ourselves. Maybe we have children, partners, pets. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can we shift towards that mindset if we're a little bit stuck right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and we want to shift towards having a more zestful mindset? Mm-hmm. What should be some of the things that we can try? Mm-hmm. The first thing that kind of comes to mind is identifying the the barriers to to you know what is keeping me stuck yeah um what's keeping me in this chokehold kind of <laughs> is it like um you know a relationship that drains you is it a job that drains you what is it that's keeping you stuck mm-hmm. and you know is there a way to wiggle from that mm-hmm. um because it's going to keep us stuck you know how much can i move yeah. if i'm stuck so kind of identifying barriers and mm-hmm. then um, I'd say once the barriers are then kind of, you know, we, we've moved as much as we can, like sometimes like reflecting upon when was the last time I felt passionate or did something creative or yeah. when was the last and what was I doing? Yeah. And can I do more of that mm. um, kind of thing? Like when so was the true. last time I felt like I could just never shut up about that topic. I can just <laughs> ah, go on and on. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that, that finding your passion is is a part of zest. Like okay. We can do things more mm-hmm. um, when we enjoy them mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Like, you know, what's your passion? It's what's your zest kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That is such a good point. I, I think I read somewhere the other day, nostalgia is such an incredible tool mm-hmm. when you're in tough times. Mm. Because then you can recall the good times that mm. have come and then you can kind of try to recreate, you know, the journey to get to that certain feeling. Mm. And it also reminds you that, hey, you felt that zestful before. Mm, mm. You can feel that way again, mm, mm, you know, mm. because we we constantly change as humans, right? Mm. We probably change our minds about the career we want. Mm-hmm. We change our minds about where we want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's this constant up and down mm-hmm. and then we just kind of, we probably strive for having all the ups all the time, you know, toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to adjust. And nostalgia is great to remind us mm-hmm. of that. And it's great because then you can sort of shift towards doing the activities that would bring zest. Mm, right? Because we were talking about it. It's not yeah. about like having it. It's about doing. Mm. What can we do to bring mm. more zest into our lives? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's actually really hard in tough times. It's, it's hard to say, mm. oh, I'm so passionate about, let's say, singing. I'm mm. going to sing more. Because mm. when you're a little bit sad and depressed, the last thing you want to mm. do is sing, probably. Mm, 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 mm. So, yeah, I think constant reminding, constantly reminding ourselves and mm. doing our best to, you know, maybe just do five minutes of singing today and mm. then 10 minutes tomorrow. Be a bit more realistic, kind yeah. of, you know, not unrealistic. And like, ease yourself I'm back gonna go in. I'm going to go to the gym for an hour every single day, <laughs> rain, hail or shine. Yeah. Who's going to do that? It's like, you know, toe yeah. in the water, just like a little bit that's like yeah. realistic yeah. Um, kind of thing. And yeah. I guess you know, when we're depressed, we kind of stop doing a lot of enjoyable stuff. Exactly. We stop doing zest because mm. zest is, is quite, you know, linked to uh, depression. 
depression. Mm. Um, you know, we stopped doing it. And, and thinking, when was the last time I didn't feel depressed? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, ra- rather than, you know, when was the last time I felt zestful? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was I doing back then? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I do more of it? Yeah, that's so true. I think it's also important to remind ourselves that maybe there are new things we can try. Mm-hmm. Because I think for me, particularly, I find that it's incredibly hard mm. to try new things mm-hmm. when I'm down in the drain. I'm mm. like, that's the last thing I want to do. Mm. Like, <laughs> skating? No, thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it yeah. sounds fun. New things are hard. That's why sometimes like reflecting upon mm. things that we have done that are familiar, yeah. that we know we definitely yeah. enjoy. Mm. But I have to say, mm-hmm. when I'm forced to try new things, mm-hmm. I actually feel better. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a way of bringing zest into our lives. And it, it depends a lot on the circles mm-hmm. we have, right? Because if, if you have a really strong and great circle, mm-hmm. chances are your friends are going to see that, oh, hey, you're a little down. Mm-hmm. What can we do to change this? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's try something new. Let's go mm-hmm. here, go there, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. My best friend does that for mm-hmm. me. And I'm like... I booked a ticket to somewhere. You're coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what my best friend was saying. She just kept forcing me to like do things because mm-hmm. I've been having a tough couple of months. And then she's like, do you want to go to Sergio Soleil? Okay, let's go. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> she sends me the mm-hmm. information. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It is actually something I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, she was like, oh, do you want to go see a comedy gig tonight? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Initially, when I heard the idea, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. right now. But then... Not was, in the front row. No, I was in the front row. Oh, you were in the front let, row. Let me tell you the oh, story. This let is me traumatic. Tell you, let me tell you the story, okay? So I was like, okay. Mm. Watching it? Okay. Even the idea of watching it was already mm-hmm. like scary to me, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing mm. things right now. I don't normally go see comedy in person because mm-hmm. I just enjoy watching it mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I should say, say yes to this mm-hmm. because when I feel like saying no... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's when I should be saying yes. Mm, mm. I didn't know that this was going to bring zest, but hear me mm, out. Mm. So I agreed to go mm-hmm. and um, we went. And this is my first time being in a like a smaller local mm-hmm. comedy club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Every other tables at the back were mm-hmm. reserved. Mm-hmm. So the only table left was in front of the mic. Oh, of course. Yeah. We were late because mm. we were late. We were like two minutes late. And I was like, I'd never been to a comedy gig before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the small one in person. I've mm. been to like the big ones where mm. you sit in the back and it's mm. fine. You can sneak in the back. Yeah. yeah. My first time being in such a small scale comedy thing. Mm. I sat in the front mm. and I was in no mood to talk to anyone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but when I don't remember the name of the lady, but when the, the lady who was um, sort of facilitating the, the, the other comedians, she's a comedian herself. She's asking the audience. She looked me straight in the eye and she's like, do you guys know each other? And I was in a funky mood. I was like, no. <laughs> I was being funny, but mm-hmm. then I think um, she probably didn't get my joke. So she mm-hmm. moved on to another mm-hmm. to another table and then it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then we came back from the break and she was like, she looked at me straight in the eye again. She was like, how was your break? I was like, good. And then she went, 
This girl's been giving me one word answer all night. <laughs> and then I enjoyed that. I laughed at it yeah, because yeah. it was fun, you know. She called it for what it was. Yeah, yeah but like, it was actually I see funny. You're, not doing it. Yeah, you're in a bit of a mood. <laughs> yeah, but it was actually funny for me because yeah. I'm like, oh, I am in a mood, but I'm allowed mm. to be in whatever mood I want to be it's in. It's kind of like mom energy. Like, I'm a teenage child and it gives like one word answers. Like, does she like mom you? <laughs> well, I laugh at all your jokes. So, you know, it's fine. It was fun. It was really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But after that experience, I came back and I was like, oh, you know, it was uncomfortable to be in the front row. Mm -hmm. Now I know next time I probably don't mm -hmm. want to be there. Mm -hmm. But it was actually fun. Mm -hmm. It was different. Mm -hmm. It was like it brought me it shook things up. new energy. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I feel great. Like, mm -hmm. it was uncomfortable mm -hmm. in the moment because mm -hmm. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just mm -hmm. wanted to enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be part of the show. Mm -hmm. But it was actually fun. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was kind of like... Well, it was challenging mm. and <laughs> traumatic for me because I'm so, mm. I'm way too introverted for mm. any of that. Um, but it brought mm. a little bit more zest to my life. Mm, and I'm, mm. I'm glad I did that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm glad I went to that comedy game. survived game. it. I survived it. The, and the I'm, glad, I'm glad I said yes mm. to the experience. Mm. Oh, a funny story. I haven't mm. told you. Um, so the, the best part of the night mm -hmm. was when my friend told me, oh, let's go because ticket is 15 bucks and I can mm. bring a friend because they said... 15 plus BF. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we went there. Mm -hmm. We got there. And mm -hmm. um, the guy was really nice. And he was like greeting me. And I was like, oh, yeah, my ticket's here. My friend came to him. She was scanning the ticket. She was like, oh, and by the way, I saw that it's 15 plus BF. It means I can bring my friend, right? Mm -hmm. This is my friend. That's her ticket. And he was like, oh, BF is booking fee. <laughs> <laughs> Not best friend. Yeah. Not bring a friend. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm done for the night. This is comedy <laughs> enough for me. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thanks for um, the yeah, so Five I stars. Was, I was having fun with it as mm -hmm. well. And I was kind of like being able to joke around. Mm -hmm. And it's so different because, you know, being in a comedy mm -hmm. club, I was kind of conscious of the fact that this is supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I made jokes. It was fun. And, mm -hmm. you know, we had a good laugh. Mm -hmm. And the whole experience, though a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. was really helpful. Mm. And it's like yeah. that, that balance, you yeah. know, there, there is a little bit of uncomfortable awkwardness, but also a little bit of fun. Like it's sort of, you know, a range of things. 100%. Mm. And, you know, we're talking about zest. And I think it's just good to point out, in my opinion, having gone through that uh, yesterday with, mm -hmm. you know, and that survived experience it. Yeah. and survived it, I would highly recommend trying mm -hmm. something that you're probably against. Mm -hmm. Probably a little bit hesitant to try. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you try new things like that, it brings a lot of zest into your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I saw, I think, um, about six or eight comedians mm -hmm. yesterday and it was just like great to hear from different people. And mm -hmm. then I, it started giving me ideas. Mm -hmm. I started feeling like this sense of connected. Connectedness mm, to life, like social connectedness when we're yeah, down in the dumps. It, I don't know, just something about it. It mm. was really nice, and mm. you know, like when we we're talking about zest earlier, I was mm. thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? This is probably how you bring more zest into your life. Mm. Maybe just try new things, mm -hmm. and you know, obviously have great friends. And mm. to have great friends, you have to make friends. Mm. Obviously, you have to put so. effort in, yeah, and mm. time, and yeah, yeah. And nourish them. Exactly. Mm. So you know, maybe that's what our audience can try. Mm -hmm. Just mm. in my opinion, mm. not an expert. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we move on to um, something more practical, is there anything else in this topic that you would like to perhaps talk a bit more about when it comes to, you know, the concept of zest, maybe, mm. you know, living um, a fulfilling life, a meaningful life, having more zest and doing more 
Anything else that you want to touch on that we didn't get to cover? Um, I think we covered it pretty well. I think it's something that you don't either have or don't, you know, you either have or don't have. It's um, something you can do. Like it's not set in stone. It's not, I am just not zestful. I'm, you know, I'll never have zest. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an active kind of process. It's, um, it's a thing you do and you can get more of and, um, you know, with the more passion and kind of, you know, that you can find, um, yeah, I'd just say like, you know, it's not all you, you have it or you don't. It's not mm-hmm. that black and white. Yeah, totally. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a mindset thing mm-hmm. that, you know, we can all adopt. Okay, now let's talk about something a bit more practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sort of discussed this earlier mm-hmm. going into the podcast. Mm-hmm. We were like, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm keen to talk about this now because um, I think it's personal to you, but it is probably going to be applicable to a lot of other people. So what is a practice that you personally do to mm-hmm. live zestfully? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to really think about this because there's nothing that I kind of think that I, I'm doing so that I will get more zest or uh, it's not something I had thought about too much before. Um, when I need to recharge um, something that makes, that sparks a lot of creativity and that I did uh, a lot, particularly when I was writing my thesis, was lifting weights in the gym. Mm. And part of that's sort of tied to being transmasculine and wanting to have muscles and be strong um, and all of that. Um, but there's something about like lifting heavy weights, like, you know, deadlifting, um, bench press, like really heavy weights, like, um, and I've done power lifting kind of comps and stuff. Oh, cool. There's something about lifting heavy weights and particularly at a gym, seeing your muscles bulge out, <laughs> you know, it's just, I have my best ideas when I'm lifting heavy weights mm. in the gym. Like I had my best ideas for my thesis mm-hmm. when I was lifting heavy weights. Mm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the heart rate going. And the blood kind of rushing to the body, particularly when you're like deadlifting like a hundred or so kilos. Yeah. Uh, there's something it just brings out a lot of ideas that yeah. I wouldn't have had. There's something mm-hmm. about lifting heavy weights. Mm. Yeah. That's super cool. I love that. I think we all have our own version of mm. weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, any sort of physical activity, I mm-hmm. guess. Because for some people it's running. Yeah. I hate cardio. Um, I actively <laughs> avoid it. Okay. I'm allergic to cardio. Okay. But I love have to lift heavy weights. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, good to yeah. hear. Yeah. I cannot lift weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't, actually, I haven't tried. Not mm-hmm. that I cannot. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried. But yeah, I, I do love doing Pilates, like mm-hmm. reformer Pilates. Mm-hmm. It's really fun for me. I love doing fitness circuit, which is actually cardio that you hate. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my excuse is I have asthma. I can't possibly do fitness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have a love hate relationship yeah. with fitness circuits mm-hmm. because I hate it when they're explaining the circuit to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I love it when I'm doing it and I mm, love it when I'm out of that. In the flow of it. Yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, like it just feels mm, amazing. The movement. Yeah, yeah the movement. And yeah. also because everyone is doing something. Mm, mm, feels like you're part of a team. Like, yeah. Say like with team sports. Yeah, um, exactly. Kind of, we all are on the same side. Yeah. And kind of quite connected. Yes. Kind of thing. I think with like say gym and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of like, oh, I've got to be thin and fit. But, you know, when it's so of more about, you know, I want to move my body because I want to feel good rather than I want to look good. Yeah. Um, this is when we kind of get, I think, better outcomes, mm-hmm. like, because we're, we're doing something to feel good rather than to look good. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. I think the, the old days uh, were filled with, oh, you know, like do this exercise to mm-hmm. lose this much mm-hmm. calorie mm-hmm. or lose this much weight. Mm-hmm. And I used to see that everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
on especially on YouTube when I started my workout journey mm. at home, you know, mm. like I I try to look for a workout and then it's all like oh, like do this workout in 30 days and you're going to lose five kilos mm. or, you know, do this workout in 30 days and you're going to have abs. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then later on, I found out it's not about that at all. Mm. That is just a, the wrong way to look at exercising. Mm. It the defeats the whole purpose. in the process. Yeah. Like kind of zest, the doing. Exactly. Well, if I, if I lose five kilos in 30 days, then then what? Am I going to stop? Mm -hmm. Am I just like stopping there because I've lost five kilos? Achieved, like, yeah. tick, done. Yeah, know? so yeah. I can gain that mm -hmm. right back mm -hmm. in three days. Mm -hmm. That means I can eat more ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I think it just does not really work that way, mm -hmm. especially in the in the sense of living zestfully. Like I have found personally mm -hmm. that I do, I do feel so much better and I'm mm -hmm. a better person thanks to the fact that I'm going to the gym pretty much every mm, day mm, mm. and doing some sort of exercise. And Movement. I do love yoga, yeah. Yeah, you know, yoga. Yeah. and being able to connect with my body mm. and, you know, spending that time on myself. Mm. My friend was saying something because I've been moving house and it's been like a really stressful oh, process. It is moving house, um, yeah. But I still go to the gym. And then my, my best friend, she looked me dead in the eye and she's like, how are you doing that? Like you're moving today and you went to the gym. Mm. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, actually, that's how I'm staying yeah, sane. Yeah, yeah. That's like routine, you know, yeah, like if I don't yeah. have that part of my routine, I would feel weird about mm, it. Mm, mm. So, yeah, mm. I love it. I mm. think, you know, everyone should try mm. some sort of movement mm. that works for them. It doesn't have feels, to be weightlifting. Feels good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Even dance. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. There are so many dance studios mm. nowadays. You know, if actually, if you're feeling funky, you can just get, you know, Nintendo Switch and, mm -hmm. you know, get Just Dance, mm -hmm. you know, well, that's that's fun. Mm. So many ways to get movement in our mm -hmm. lives. But, you know, the, the number one excuse that people normally have is I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I know you're a busy person. How do mm -hmm. you make time? Uh, well, I find I sleep better when I lift uh, before bed. So okay. I, after dinner... Um, I, I lift, um, and I have a swim, uh, cause I have one of those, those gyms. It's not a bougie, bougie gym. It's a community gym, but like, I love to lift, um, off, you know, and then swim and then, um, and then I shower and then I go to bed and I sleep better. Mm. So I save time by being able to sleep well. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. Cause sometimes we just toss and turn in bed, mm -hmm. cannot sleep at all because, mm. you know. The wind, well, the winding down for a lot of mm, us is mm. what? Look at our phone. Yeah, look at the phone or watch some TV with the lights bright. And that's, that's the thing when the lights are bright and then we try and then we turn the lights off and try and sleep, mm. the body is like, yeah, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> that's so abrupt. Yeah. You know, it needs some dim lighting, some gentle kind of, you know, transition period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Totally. I love that. Uh, well, hopefully our audience is inspired to get some sort of movement today. Mm. That's that's part of how you move towards a more successful life, mm. you know, because I think a lot of the times it's just, uh, for me, I realized there was a time I didn't exercise at all. Like, mm. I, I used to exercise a lot and then mm. I just stopped. Mm -hmm. And then the whole year of me not exercising, I'm like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't feel kind okay. Of warning sign yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, I still went for long walks mm. and things like that, but it's not the same as getting your heart rate up, mm. you know, and mm. actually do some sort of um like exercise that would increase your heart rate mm -hmm. and get you to really focus because mm -hmm. i feel like when you when i'm walking i'm just like walking you know mm -hmm. i'm like kind of like zoning out a little bit yeah not present yeah, yeah. but when i when i do fitness circuits i have to focus yeah you know because yeah, i could yeah. trip i could you know yeah. injure myself if i'm not yeah. paying attention and actually if, if funny mm -hmm. story uh, the first time i did pilates i was like 
oh, okay, rope. Okay, I'll pick it up. And I almost fell because mm. I didn't have, you know, I didn't like pay attention did. to, yeah. you know, tensing my core and not that having that yeah, balance. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. So this is way much more than mm. just, you know, increasing movement in my life. Mm-hmm. It's actually paying attention. Mm. And I also, I talked to my gym buddy, my friend, mm. um, one day after the gym and we were saying, oh, you know, like when, when I was thinking about this, I almost fell. And mm. she was like, me too. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Like mm. I was thinking about uh, something I had to do and then I lost my balance. Mm. And I'm like, huh. It's like the absence of presence. And uh, especially when I was writing my thesis, I used to do uh, uh, boxing, box fit classes. Okay. Um, and you know, I guess that's the only cardio, but I didn't do the skipping rope. I can't possibly have asthma, but not for me. Okay. Um, but you have to be present because mm-hmm. if you uh, are not present, you, you'll get a knock in the face. <laughs> yeah. It very much forces yeah. you to be very present. That yeah. is so good. <laughs> that's such a good example. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Lots of different kinds of exercises we've mm-hmm. covered today, and um, it is not a podcast about exercises, um, but in a way it is because I think that's how we add more zest into our lives. If anyone is in down and kind of not sure where to start, I think mm. it's such a great way to get started, mm. um, find that balance in life. There's, that's good. So many things to kind of do to bring more zest, whether it be movement mm-hmm. or kind of connection with with friends, like yeah. doing enjoyable stuff, mm-hmm. like concerts, uh, comedy shows, you know, all kinds of yeah. things that kind of, you know, it's not yeah. just physical kind of yeah. health, yeah. but, you know, also like social kind of emotional kind of connection, mm-hmm. um, deep kind of enriching friendships. It's like, I want to be around that person. Yeah. 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 And I guess, you know, if you really want people to be around you, um, you got to have to, you know, fill your cup. Mm-hmm. First of all, what do you enjoy? That's mm. what I've been talking to myself about. Mm. Like, I I think it's been really interesting to kind of see, okay, when am I the best? And when does my friend, mm. when do my friends want to be around me? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess friends love me all the time, but mm-hmm. you know, there are certain times when I'm a bit more fun. Mm. So when I feel like I'm bringing more to the friendship, mm-hmm. I have that sense of zest in my mm-hmm. life. That's when, you know, uh, they're most excited and vice versa, you know, mm-hmm. when they bring a lot um, with ideas or, you know, with uh, games or with mm-hmm. whatever, it's it's good. But all of that starts with filling my cup because mm-hmm. if I have nothing to offer, mm-hmm. then they don't want to be around me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it starts there. I think it's just good to get to know yourself as mm-hmm. well. What do you enjoy doing? So mm-hmm. then you can you know bring that to the friendship. Mm-hmm. You know exactly who you are. So mm-hmm. you can kind of share your perspective mm-hmm. and, you know, you show up in your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really important. Being present. Sometimes, yeah, mm. we are not present. We're not showing up fully. Mm. And it's just, I think it's a clear sign of not having that sense of zest. And mm-hmm. again, it is okay as a signpost that we need to, you know, take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's a really good point to to kind of round it out to our audience that it's, it's a really great thing to have, you know, zest in our lives and to have mm. that zestful mindset. But if you don't right now. It's not a bad thing. It's just mm. a signpost that you need to... Of, of the, you know, yeah. how you are right now. Yeah. Take care of yeah. your well-being. You know, do a bit more self-care. Get to know yourself better. Surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Yeah. 100%. So true. Okay. Well, we have covered theoretical stuff. 
practical stuff. And now we're going to have open mic for you. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, this is your platform to talk about anything you're passionate about. Well, I know exactly what you're passionate about. So <laughs> take it away. Yeah, yeah. So I have started a new trans and gender diverse mental health service um, because there just isn't enough services for trans and gender diverse people. So it's called uh, Trans Space. Uh, we have our first site in Brunswick um, that I've started up. Uh, we currently have four practitioners at the moment, with me being one of them, uh, a fantastic OT, a dietitian, a counsellor and myself, um, and it's our first site. So the plan is basically to build this site um, and then once it goes really well, open up another site in rural regional Victoria, like Ballarat, Bendigo. Um, once we've taken care of Victoria um, rural regional um, and Victoria in general, to have one site in every uh, state in Australia. And the whole purpose for this is trans mental health. Like, I don't know if you know the, the research and how it's going, but like basically mental health isn't going so well for a lot of trans and gender diverse people. And part of that is that there's not services available. There's there's not, there's long wait lists where there can be up to three, four years for say, um, uh, some services uh, for gender centers and things like that. Um, and you're on the wait list without any support. So uh, my my thing with trans space is to make a space that we can improve uh, mental health for trans people and to have it multidisciplinary because mental health is only one component. Then there's kind of yeah, uh, physical health. Uh, so we're hopefully, hopefully we'd love to get some GPs and nurses in, um, some speech pathologists, um, to make it like a one-stop kind of shop because mm. at the moment, um, you know, the the mental health, it's just, it's not good enough for trans and gender diverse people. Like mm. we're really struggling and we need services. So I've, I've created trans space um, with the hope that we can uh, better trans mental health care. Yeah, well, beautiful. And I'm so glad that you're doing the work that you're doing. Um, it's really important for, you know, the population that you're serving because, it sounds to me like, you know, they really need help. Mm. And, you know, I'm glad that you're bringing that help where mm. it's not available. And I think you mentioned that this is the only mental health facility for trans people in Australia. Uh, that's that's private. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There, there isn't really a trans kind of private mm. mental health sort of service. It's not really a thing mm -hmm. um, where everything's under the one kind of roof. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, I guess, practitioners that work with trans and gender diverse people, but are often spread out like yeah. all across places. Um, yeah. And the idea of trans space is to bring it all under one roof, under mm -hmm. the one hub yeah. to kind of connect people. That's um, under the one sort of branding and the one kind of space. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to find support yeah. for trans and gender diverse people because we're every, we're spread out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that we can make things a little bit easier for community mm -hmm. um, and, and improve some, some things. Yeah. Well, thank you for the wonderful work you're doing. I think it's, it's great. It sounds like it's a great start of something that could be really big scale in the future when you said you wanted to take it regional, maybe mm -hmm. to other states as mm -hmm. well. So yeah, exciting times. And um, I had a great time talking to you about Zest. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I don't think I've mentioned the word Zest so many times in a day before. <laughs> it's a word we don't use often. We don't yeah, use it yeah. enough. So I think this is a really good conversation about it. And yeah, thanks for being here. And thanks for having me. 
You have been listening to Doing Well, the Wellbeing Science Insights podcast produced by the Wellbeing Science Labs, a division of LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. More episodes are available from 10 Life Management Perspectives and can be found by searching LMSL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcasting apps available on your devices. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to our channel so that other people can find it and we can continue to provide quality content. More of our work can be found on our website, we.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Lungo. Thanks for tuning in.